Mistro Bean Hazarda. Antir Give me the power I beg of you. Mortis Melodicor de Mervo say. Andale Ponte Guase Dembala. Awake! You are all going to die tonight. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. I see your screams are subsiding. Ah! Okay, they haven't entirely subsided. Ah! Ah! They are recording now, by the way. So I should stop screaming? Uh, possibly, you know. Or, you know, again, we could have the first, you know, four-hour all-screaming episode of uh, Don't Read the Latin, which is the podcast you listen to, by the way, the, the horror podcast, with Michael Montour and my stunt Jennifer Lovely for this week, uh, Miranda Wolf. Hi. Also, ah! <laughs> uh, Miranda is a longtime friend, my favorite ex-girlfriend. Definitely a fellow horror movie aficionado. She is the only person on Don't Read the Latin Today who's actually been in a horror movie, and I'm going to leave it up to you whether you mention which one or not. She's, um. con- she's considering. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen it. It is equal parts awesome and terrible, and, and I stand by that opinion. It may be... Uh... Among the best, worst films of all time. <laughs> um, it may also be available streaming on Amazon. It might. Um, <laughs> if you want to look it up, it's The Curse of Blanchard Hill. Um, I don't know if I recommend it, but it's certainly a good time. I don't know if I recommend it. Uh, Jen, I'm sure you're one of the first people listening to this episode. I don't recommend it to you. Don't watch it. <laughs> no. Don't, don't do no, it. No, don't do it. No. Uh, Jennifer could not be here this week uh, because she is still getting ready for the uh, big move. Um, but, you know, next month everything will be back, back to normal. Um, well, as normal as whatever passes for normal around here. Not normal. Not normal. Not so much. Um, so tonight we're going to be talking about uh, uh, horror movies, I guess. Um, I guess. If you're into that sort of thing. We were talking on the way here uh, about what you wanted to talk about. Um, I, I know the only thing that we came up with as a possible topic was that we talked about slasher movies. Or, or, as, or as I was, was joking, it's like, welcome to the episode of Movies Jen Doesn't Like. <laughs> we're, we're going to spend the next entire hour talking about how wonderful Haosu is. Haosu <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> it's a brilliant film. This is going to be a good episode, I can tell already. <laughs> it is a brilliant film. I mean, the guy based it on ideas from his kid. Yeah, I do I do really genuinely love that about it. That uh, He's like, well, you know, what? What's, what's scary? What happens in nightmares? And who do you ask about nightmares? You ask a child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Nightmares. So, so Miranda and I have, have both seen this movie several times. <laughs> At and, least once a year. Yeah, for for the past five years. At least like five yeah. years. <laughs> uh, whereas you know the the normal group of people that I watch horror movies with, I showed it to them one night and they they all wanted me dead. Basically, is how that turned yeah. out. Yeah. 
See, I bought the Criterion edition yeah. just to show see, it to one person one night. See, this is what this is how I try to convince Jen that it's actually a quality movie, is that there is a Criterion Collection edition yeah. of it, and, and that's obviously a mark of quality. Well, I actually bought mine because uh, Scarecrow Video, actually, their copy was out, so I bought it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's entirely reasonable. I, I just walked into Scarecrow one day, saw it on the shelves, and was like, oh my god, it's on DVD. And the next thing I knew, I was at the counter. Everything was a blur between, you know, seeing the DVD and actually having money coming out of my wallet. And yeah. That, that happens at Scarecrow, I've noticed. I don't know. I'm just exactly. very impatient. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, that was something that um, I was actually kind of pleased about, speaking of impatience. Um... I'd been really, really wanting to see uh, Ex Machina, because I'd never got around to it during its its uh, main theatrical run. And the past few times I'd been in Scarecrow, in the new release section, I saw the empty boxes of it taunting me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other night I was like, oh, I wonder what's playing at The Crest, which is our, our local, you know, cheap second-run theater, and that was one of the movies it was playing. So I, didn't, I, I still never got a chance to read the DVD, but I got to go see it in the theater. And... That was that was a lot of fun. You're, you're kind of looking at me like you maybe have not heard of this movie, or you kind of have heard I've of this movie. I've seen the name, but I know nothing about mm. it. Um. Uh. In, in a nutshell, um, in, incredibly rich, um, search engine CEO and genius guy has invented AI, or at least he's pretty sure he has, and has built this pretty female android and gets one of his employees, seemingly at random, uh, to come out and spend a week with him testing it. Basically, a variation on the Turing test. You know, obviously he knows it's artificial, but does it seem like a person to him? Yeah. And then from there, it really gets down into who is manipulating who, exactly. And there is creepy wrongness that, that, that follows. Oh, that I, sounds I, fun. Yeah, I think you would like it. I, I think it's a good time. Any uh, anybody interesting in it or directing in it, or is it uh, relative newbies? Actually, I'm pretty sure it's the director's first film, although I might be talking out of my ass. Hmm. Um, that happens. It does happen. It happens with alarming frequency, but this time I think I'm probably right. I could look it up on my phone, but my phone is all the way over across the room, and that's just not actually going to happen. It's so um, far away. It is so far away. You don't even know. It's whole footsteps. Yeah. Feet. <laughs> I, I don't know. You what? should stop leaving feet lying around. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'd have to step over this this mountain of severed feet between me and and, and my phone, and it's just it's not worth the time. Well, I mean, at least you I, organized them into feet. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they're well, not mixed well, up you, with you, other body you, you, parts. Well, I, no, 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 I don't have any other body parts lying around. You've been hearing those news stories about the the, the shoes that have been washing up to to shore with human feet in them. Oh yeah, right. And but you know they don't know where those are coming from, and they they, they you know don't always find a pair of feet. And, oh yeah, I, I, I'm the guy. Uh, you know the ones that I don't toss in the ocean. <laughs> they're just lying around here, and I, I keep meaning to pick up after myself one of these days, but it, it hasn't. Well, you need to get happened. more tennis shoes for the buoyancy. And keep throwing them into the water. Right. Yeah. I, I, I have yet to find the exact. I, I, I don't. I don't. I want to know what brand you know is is the most buoyant. But it I think really, New Balance. That's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. I should try that. Are those the ones that have the curve? No, no, no. What, that's what that's Skechers. Oh, Skechers. Skechers. Yeah. I, I should try those. Those are too. those Skechers. Yeah. We are fake. We're exercising your butt shoes. Yeah. It seems yeah. kind of sketchy. 
<laughs> okay. Um, maybe this was not a good idea because we're kind of insufferable. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh gosh. So mm. speaking of movies that uh, we've meant to see and haven't seen, either of us or both of us, um, I watched The Perfect Host last night. Perfect Host. David Hyde Pierce. Go on. Yeah, um, this is sounding. Like... So it's about a a man who has just robbed a bank, injured his foot, and he's trying to escape, but they already know who he is. And he's seeing it on news reports. He tries to find a house to hide out in, chooses David Hyde Pierce's house, not knowing that David Hyde Pierce is batshit crazy. That sounds fantastic. That um, sounds right up my alley. And is hosting a dinner party for imaginary guests. Sold. Totally sold. It's is, on is, Netflix. Is it streaming? Okay. It is fantastic. It is... I, I wasn't sure whether I was going to watch it for a while because I couldn't figure out how serious it was. Right. It is a beautiful horror comedy. Um, it's it's not like, you know, like, brilliant, brilliant, but it is so fun. So much fun. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I, and I, it's David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Being it's, a feat, but also crazy. <laughs> One segment we usually do on the show is we, we, we generally start off with what have you seen lately, and so that's something you've seen lately. Is there anything else that you've seen? Um, honestly, I've just been um, not watching much new. I've been introducing my partner to, um, to all my favorites. Mm-hmm. I'm taking him through 1980s slashers, bringing up slashers right. again. Yeah. Um, Kind of by year, but not completely, because when you're going through the series, is you can't you can't jump around the franchise. You, you want to finish the franchise? Well, we're not before, finishing no? them. Okay. Um, but we're watching the episodes I feel like belong together. So we watched the first few nightmares um, because he's actually really enjoying Freddy Krueger. Though the second and, and film this, is awful. And, and, and this disappointed you, if I recall, because you wanted him to be more into Friday the 13th. I want everyone to be more into Friday yes. the 13th, because it's the best. <laughs> Except for part two and part three, <laughs> which are boring and worse, in my opinion, than Jason on a boat going to Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I still need to see. You should... I should. I think it's way more entertaining than Basically, part I, two and part three. I, I I really feel like they should have combined that with the Jaws sequel. So kind of like in in the Italian Fulci film Zombie. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Where a shark fights a zombie, but you'll have Jason fighting Jason Jaws. Jaws, yeah. Ah, I'd watch it. Yeah, I, I I've been I've been mashing up movies in my head a lot lately. Oh, uh, like oh uh, when. I recently went to see um, Jurassic World. Oh, and, I loved that. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. cool. I, that's right. I keep needing to ask you what you thought of it, because I know you're a huge fan of the original. Um, but I also wanted to see, but didn't end up seeing, um, uh, Terminator Genesis. And I found myself thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if these were one movie? If, if, if Skynet had sent a Terminator back to stop the Resistance from having the DNA to create dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. That would be the best movie of all time, by which I mean probably one of the worst movies of all time, but I would be the first in line to see it. Cyber dinosaurs. <laughs> Cybersaurs. That's my next film. And a huge, like, liquid metal T-1000 dinosaur, you know? It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I should be making high-budget movies. I could spend a lot of a studio's money, I, I can assure you. I, I'm, Yeah. I I was just I liked Jurassic World way more than I thought I would. It was surprisingly better than I expected. Yeah. Because it didn't try too hard. Yeah. Okay. It it, uh, it didn't try to be more than it should have been, and it also had the best just silly little anti-corporate message woven through the whole thing that I saw so many people misunderstand. Really? How have people been misunderstanding you? I had a lot of friends uh, online who got very angry uh, because they perceived it as blatant product placement instead of blatant parody of product placement. Yeah, I found myself thinking, especially with, 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 with... A lot of the, the, the shops and stores that were within Jurassic World, like, you know, there was a Jamba Juice. And, and, oh, yeah. And, and I was like, why did these companies allow themselves to be in a movie that has so much indiscriminate slaughter? Yeah. And that is making fun of them. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not though. sure how they cleared all that, but I'm very impressed oh. with it. Also, um... Because, yeah, I was watching and thinking, yeah, of course, if this really existed, there would be a John Jones, oh, there would be a Starbucks, yeah. there would be all of these things that... Well, can I, can I spoiler alert Sure, here? sure. Because I have to say that showing a dinosaur in the beginning that is very lovingly, like, lingered on and basically ends up being Chekhov's dinosaur is beautiful. <laughs> and... I kind of saw it coming at near the end, but it was still so much fun to me because I love the idea of Chekhov's dinosaur. Sure. Yeah. Did, did you ever wish that at some point during the original Star Trek, Chekhov would just be like, I'm going to just go and leave this phaser over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we should go back through and see if maybe that ever happened in any of the films. I would not be too surprised if it happened in any of the films, but I think I would, would probably remember. I think, yeah. I was, I was a huge Star Trek nerd once upon a time. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I kind of burn out on it at some point, but... Well, it's easy to do. I mean, it jumped its own shark so many times. That's probably and, true. And they glutted the market, and that didn't help. And then, if you glutted yourself, that, <laughs> that probably didn't help either. I have to go back and watch it. And then be surprised at what I love now, so... Um, I haven't finished either of the more modern series... Series? Series. Either Voyager or Enterprise, both of which I started and was like, okay. They're tough. I mean, just stick with DS9 and relish all Jeffrey Combs' parts. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. 
DS9 is, is so much better than I thought it was going to be, honestly. I, I, I think I told you this before, that, that I, I when it was originally airing, uh, I watched the first two seasons and found out some of the changes they were doing for season three, that they were you know giving them an actual ship and the wharf was coming over from Next Generation. It was like, oh, these sound like really desperate changes. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm not going to watch it anymore. And that was when it got good. Oh, yeah. It was at right exactly the point when I decided, no, I'm not going to waste my time with this. Oh, yeah, because you already had a, a base where you loved a group of characters. Mm-hmm. There wasn't Monster of the Week per se, and then you got the opportunity to have that, but it still continued with an arc plot, which was something Star Trek hadn't really ever had. Yeah. Arc plot yeah, just exactly. didn't happen, and uh, I don't know, to bring it back to horror, man, there are a lot of horror-related guest stars on that show, <laughs> on DS9 specifically. Yeah. Like, I love Wendy Roby as a, as a Cardassian. She looks fantastic in it. She's a Cardassian science officer in an episode, and I'm a, such a big Twin Peaks fan. Oh, okay, all right. Um, though, I mean, it would have been fun if she was a Cardassian with an eye patch, but that was probably too much to ask for. Probably so. Also, you know, she's just actually, ultimately her, fun in everything. Cardassians don't actually need eye patches. They can kind of flap down that little middle yeah? spoon-like thing. Is that true? Yeah, that, yeah, that's canonical. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, that's good to know. Hmm. Yeah. I believe you. You should believe it. You have an honest face. It's true. Yes. But, you know, also, Wendy Roby, fun as hell in, uh, what is it, People Under the Stairs? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I haven't seen that in years. Her, like, creepy conservative role where, uh, what's his name, Uh, who's her husband in Twin Peaks, you know, Stilgar. (laughs) I'm going to stare at you blankly now. Is that a Game of Thrones? No, uh, Stilgar is the head of the Fremen in Dune. Okay. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. That is crazy. Yeah. I really need to revisit it, because I think I would appreciate it much more now than than I did at the time. Because I was, I don't know, I'm sure you must know, what, what year did it come out? I actually don't remember what year it okay. came out. It's it's mid eighties. Yeah. So I would have been around let's say fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, just Yeah, I mean it seems like something that you would have liked, but also you were already into other sci fi franchises. Mm-hmm. So so I wasn't really as as in tune with like the, the, the cosmic weirdness of it all. I was looking for a more, you know, straightforward sci fi spaceships and lasers flick and I, I yeah. No, that's why the film didn't do well in theaters. Yeah, is they because thought, that's not what it was. Yeah, they thought they were gonna ride the sci fi train like yeah. Star Wars and mm-hmm. whoops. Didn't work, but David Lynch got a lot of actors out of it. Regulars. I mean yeah. so that's kind of a wonderful Had he worked connection. With McLaughlin before that or which came Twin Peaks came after that. Twin right. Peaks came after that. Um when did Blue Velvet come out? Uh, I don't know. See, that's that's the order I can't remember. Right. Is because uh, gosh, he's got such a baby face. He still doesn't look his age. He doesn't. He's immortal. I hope that's true. Me I, too. I, I would be perfectly happy if that turned out to be the case. Yes, me too. Oh, uh, speaking of Kyle Coffin, one one thing that I've been wanting to. Uh, rewatch lately is The Hidden. Did you ever see that? I don't 
think so. It, it's a it's this great simple little sci-fi horror flick from the '80s. Uh, he plays this alien cop who's come to Earth and is inhabiting the body of a human, trying to track down this alien criminal who's come to Earth and is inhabiting the body of a human. The, the criminal like jumps bodies several times throughout the movie. Um, at one point into a stripper played by Claudia Christian from oh. Babylon 5. Fun. Yeah. It, I, I really liked it. I, I, I haven't seen it in years. I'm really curious to see if it holds up to a memory of it at all. And it's one that I'm a little weird out has kind of fallen out of the canon of, you know, 80s science fiction films. Because it used to be, in the very early 90s, I would talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, The Hidden, I love The Hidden. And now, practically now when I talk to about it, has heard of it. Yeah, the name sounds familiar, but I couldn't have told you what it was about at all. Yeah. Oh, ha- having brought up Babylon 5, that was the other reason why I... I wasn't really watching Deep Space Nine when it first aired. Oh. I was a big Babylon 5 yeah. fan, and I resented the very existence of Deep Space Nine, because it sure seemed like they had just straight-up ripped off J. J. Maxwell from when he came in and pitched to them. Oh, yeah, you weren't allowed to like both. Yeah, pretty much. No. Nope. Pretty much. And, and Fight to the death. Yeah. Yeah, I was still... Gangs roaming the streets. Yeah. Fan gangs. Yep. It was ugly in those days. Snapping our fingers and having little, you know, dance-off knife fights. Yeah. It's true. I remember those days. (laughs) There's a child gazing out my window in fear. I still have the scars. (laughs) Actually, I do have a a, a scar from... (laughs) Stop! No, 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 no! Go on. Go on. Not not from a knife fight, but from a, a, a fan-related activity. Oh, I don't know if I ever showed you this. There's like kind of a white scar patch there on my shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was uh, helping set up a, a room party, and there was this, this heavy-ish, large, unwieldy object that I was trying to hang on the wall, and I kind of fell forward a little bit and ended up with my skin pressed up against a black light that had already been plugged in and turned on. Uh. And my, you know, immediate instinct was to drop what I was holding, which would have broken immediately, <laughs> and jump away from it, or to, to, to take it for another second and get this thing properly hung up. Oh. And so that's what I did. I was like, okay, no, I did it. And, and yeah, I had a scar from the last of this day to, to prove that my, my dedication to, to fighting for your right to party. Yeah. <laughs> nerd party, yep. even. Nerdcore. Yes. <laughs> Convention nerd party. The best kind. Yep. I so love that the nerds have taken over popular culture. We're the cool kids now. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I do like it, except for the hipster nerds who are like, no, you're not as cool, because I was cool, because I liked it first, and now it's not as cool. I'm like, but they're making stuff for us now. Well, We're not having to make it all ourselves. Not that I'm not into that. I make better things a lot of the time. But <laughs> this just popped into my head. Have you watched iZombie yet? I haven't. Ah, I know you're telling me that I need to. It does look good. like fun. It's yeah. fun. I need to read the comic. Yeah. Because I really like the show so far. I, I haven't finished this, the season yet, though. Which, it is over. I just have been watching it on streaming, so. 
No. I, I'm still really, really <laughs> sad that I'm I'm rapidly running out of Hannibal. There are two episodes left, and oh. then that's it ever. Um, Ouch. I'm 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 really. I, I know I, I told was talking to you at dinner about how they they've kind of split this season. So the first half of it was one storyline, and the second half of the season has been an adaptation of Red Dragon. I really wish that there had been an entire season just to devote to Red Dragon. I think that... Well, it would deserve it, I think. Yeah, I think it... I, you know, as it is, you know, we're getting the longest adaptation of it ever, but still, uh, it, giving it even more room to breathe would have been nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... I mean, it's, it's a quick read, but it's something that mm-hmm. would flesh out so easily. Um, also, I mean, I think Francis Dollarhide could be fleshed out so easily... Because you just get him in flashes in, in both Manhunter and well, Red Dragon, the film. Here, here's one example of why I wish we had more, more room to breathe with this story is we haven't found out anything about his childhood. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's I, important. Right? I mean, yeah. I, I'm speaking here as somebody who, since the audience doesn't know this, who has probably read Sounds of the Lambs, Red Dragon, and Hannibal... Uh, probably at least five times a year. Well, what about Hannibal the Rising, Miranda? Decade, and that book is uh, <laughs> is not gonna. No, I, I just re- I own it because I'm a completist. Right. I, I just recently saw uh-huh. the movie version of Hannibal Rising. I haven't seen it. Um, and I know you had told me plot elements from the book, but, yeah. but watching the movie, I was like, what the shit? Yeah. Where, where, where did this Mary Sue fan fiction come from? Well, and basically, from what I've read, it sounds basically like the studio was gonna make a film, yeah. and Thomas Harris was basically told he could write a book or he couldn't. Yeah. I mean, and so he tossed out some Thomas Harris fanfic... And there it really was. seems like it, yeah. It, it was just dumb. And I love the actor who played Hannibal in it. Uh, I've loved him since he was in um, Junet's A Very Long Engagement, which is an amazing film. And I still haven't seen that. Everyone and, and should, should see since it. it's Junet. Yeah, and um, it's the actress from uh, Amelie, too, who everyone always right. adores. Yeah. Because um, she's completely adorable. Yes, <laughs> even though Amelie is my least favorite Genet film, um, but yeah, I but, think but she's you know, brilliant. Bad, bad Genet is still heads and shoulders above most other oh, yeah. films that get released. It's so. as if Tim Burton grew up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Amelie is easily his most cloying film. I think is, is yes. a big part of the problem there. Yeah, I mean, it's like there are two kinds of Genet fans, though. There are people who are totally all about City of Lost Children and people who are all about Amelie. Yeah. And they should all be all about Delicatessen. Yes. Uh, Delicatessen and City of Lost Children are definitely the two that, that, that our listeners should check out if they haven't seen either of those. Yes. Um. A Very Long Engagement is a, is a great one as well. Um... It's more real world, like Amelie is, but it's way darker. Mm-hmm. Way darker, um, but it's more realistic. And yeah, it's set during World War Two. I think it's World War Two. Might be World War One, but I'm pretty sure World War Two. And it still has an interestingly fanciful faded feeling about it the way Amelie does mm-hmm. but because it's during the war it's it's a much darker story but it's not like Delicatessen set into you know a 
deeply uh, dark future. <laughs> right. Um, as far as horror television goes, the uh, one thing I can't remember if I've asked you if you checked out or not is uh, Penny Dreadful. No, I, I keep seeing it, but I couldn't figure out what I thought of it from the description. I've only seen the first episode, and I really liked the first episode, so I would hate to recommend it on the strength of that alone. <laughs> but uh, I will say that uh, all the rest of Jen's Friday Night Horror Movie crowd loves it. Hmm. Um, uh, Jelly Inventors especially um, okay. really adores it, so I need to watch the rest of it. I have here somewhere the DVD box set of season one, and I need to actually, you know, watch them. It's terrible, but... It's but, streaming on something, is it? isn't it? I think it is. Uh, maybe. I might be wrong. That, that, that's, that's the terrible thing, is it? There's the occasional thing that I buy on DVD, and I just never get around to watching it, because it's so easy to just pick up the remote and watch something on streaming. Well, I also have Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. Right. I yeah, didn't used to have Hulu, but I accidentally got it. You accidentally got it? Yes. Hey. I, actually, I found out I huh. accidentally have Amazon Prime, too, the other day. Which huh. means my household has two Prime accounts. That seems unnecessary. It is. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun thing to find out. I was on medications the month that I appear to have started having Amazon Prime. I think maybe. <laughs> I you think there might be a connection between those two statements? I, yeah, I was. I was you on accidentally a, the entire Amazon. Yeah, I was on prednisone. Uh, which is well known to have some pretty interesting foggy brain effects. I think I signed up for Prime and <laughs> completely forgot about it. <laughs> Found out yesterday. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, but but anyway, um, since since you know. Uh, in order to watch something on DVD, I'd have to, you know, get up off the couch and Ugh. step over all the feet and, yeah. and, and and make it to the DVD player and find the DVD and put it in and sit back down. By that point, I'd be so tired, I would just go to bed, I think. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds just exhausting. So I end up watching things on streaming. What if you trip over your own what? feet? Ha ha ha. I'm hilarious. Yes. <laughs> And modest. Don't forget modest. I'm the most modest person I know. I'm also I, no, bullshit. I'm way more humble. modest than you no. are. Okay, fine, but I'm more humble. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're agreed. <laughs> Egregiously agreed. We've decided this. Yes. Now, now I want to like uh, fill this out as like character sheets. You know, we're assigning <laughs> yeah. numeric values to all this. Oh yeah. I've always wanted to, you know, design a role-playing game system just to have completely useless, you know, attributes listed for a character. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Is there a, is there any kind of, like, slasher film RPG out there? I don't know if there is, but I want there to be. Can we create one and get rich? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We should look into that. Actually... Okay, anybody listening, <laughs> we thought of this first... You can't take it because it's ours. <laughs> Actually, um, I did play. I I, I I was the game master for a a one shot. Um, one of my uh, coworkers at my last job 
talked me into this. He really desperately wanted to play this, and he really desperately wanted me to, to, to game master this. Because somebody had put together the, this little rule set and a little background um, for... Um, I don't remember the title of it, but it's something to the effect of you get hunted and killed by Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and, 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 and the premise thereof is that you know you're out and like an abandoned mall or the woods or some you know horror slasher movie type location, and suddenly there's naked, growling, knife wielding Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I feel bad for Shia. I think he would think this is hilarious. Oh, I think he would too, actually. I'm just like, oh, poor little guy. Because this is kind of based on that 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 YouTube video song thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I thought that might be the case. Oh, but but some uh, I think Reddit subgroup about making <laughs> uh, making role playing games had put together this little just just one sheet of rules <laughs> yeah. for it, and, and that was that was ridiculous. But that's the closest thing I can think of to. A horror movie RPG. I've had in mind for years an idea for a, a horror movie RPG that I've kind of wanted to run. Um, and the, the the premise of it is that um, there was this video store that went out of business, you know, very suddenly, overnight. And it's because it was suddenly demonically cursed. And so all the movies that were checked out, you know, that are in people's homes still... All these horror movies yeah. are now cursed objects. Yeah. That can, you know, cause the effects of whatever Ooh, movie it is. That's fun. So yeah, the player characters would get to go around and fight Pinhead and Jason. And, oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. See, I love the idea of a slasher one only because I love the idea that you all have to work together, but eventually one of you is going to be the final girl yeah. slash. Whatever gender or not gender, I, I, it, it, it would also be fun to do this such that uh, one player is secretly the killer. That would be, and fun. you have to find out. That reminds me of uh, the board game. Um, is it Betrayal at House on the Hill? Betrayal at Hill House. Oh, I can't remember the full name I, of it. Yeah, Betrayal. I just always call it yeah. Betrayal. Uh, right. It's one of my favorite board games, but I call it Betrayal so often that I can't remember the full name. But that I, one, you always have a, a character, somebody in the group is the betrayer. Well, that's right. And I you think roll I played for this once. And you know I don't even like board games, but this was actually I think you played really it with fun. me and... I, I, I don't think I ever did. I, I really? think I played it with, with uh, Jeff Harris from oh, Fanboy okay. News Network. I, I want to point I, out that, that in casual conversation, I don't normally refer to my friends as, as like, you know, Jillian Venters of Gothic Charm School or, or <laughs> Jeff Harris of Fanboy News Network. But when I'm actually podcasting, I feel like I should kind of plug other people's projects. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I would be, be plug, plugging your blog if... Uh, if my blog was online at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that sounds really kind of unwholesome somehow. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> plugging your blog. That's yeah, what she I, said. I plugged your mom's blog last night. <laughs> oh. hey <laughs> You could probably plug my uh, my blog's Facebook page for updates on when my blog's back up. Oh, good idea. Good idea. Because um, we've got a Facebook page as well. I know people interact with us there, so people are still clearly using the, the Facebook thing. So, yeah, yeah say um, that. It's on Facebook. It's the Hammered House of Horror, um, which is a name I love, by the way. Uh, yeah, I don't know who out there's familiar with Hammer Films, 
having a television show at one point, but um, the Hammer House of Horror was the show. It was a little anthology horror show along the same lines as Tales from the Crypt, um, that sort of thing. And, uh, well, I also tend to drink. I mean, just a, just a little... It's Every true. once in a while. Yeah, you've been known to touch a drop or two of alcohol. Yeah. Unlike most of the people who have been on this podcast. Oh, no, wait. I mean, exactly, totally, completely like most of the people who have been on well, this podcast. Well, you have to enhance the horror film experience it's true. sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I like to enhance things as much as possible sometimes. <laughs> because sometimes you have to, it turns out. Like, my next project, as soon as the blog is back up, actually is going to be a... Uh, Full run through of the Puppet Master films. Um, oh my god! Which this isn't going to be the first time I've ever done this. Right. Watch. I all love of them. this franchise. I've only seen a couple of scattered ones here and there. They are all on Hulu at I, the moment. Are they? Okay. Yes. I, I, I may have to go check that. I, I know I've seen the first one, and I saw some random other one. I don't couldn't tell you the number, and I saw a Retro Puppet Master, which was really good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Retro's pretty fun. Um. I, I just adore them, and I don't know why. Um, I, I remember seeing the first one on television at entirely too young an age. Uh, it's the same as... Uh, I have a handful of genres that I love, only because I remember seeing them on late-night television, right. because I was a tiny insomniac. And my mom knew I got up in the middle of the night and watched late-night television. So I first saw an Amicus anthology horror film, um, the Monster Club, which was their final anthology film and the goofiest fucking anthology film of all time. That's probably not true, but it's it's pretty goofy. Um, and that one I love forever. And Puppet Master 3 or 4, can't remember which, um, I saw on late night television. Ghoulies 1 and 2. <laughs> um, Critters. We love Critters. Everyone loves Critters. Uh, And at least two or three other Charles Band production films, because Full Moon is a a brilliant company who lets all of their movies be on television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because Charles Band is a genius. (laughs) He kind of is. Yeah. I I mean, you you may be half-joking when you say that, but he's he's pretty fucking sharp. Oh, yeah. I mean... And his, he has his brother do all of the music to his films, Richard Band. And mm-hmm. his dad made what I think actually is one of the best horror movies classically ever be made oh on a low budget. Who's I Bury the Living? Really? Albert Band. Oh my fucking god, I never knew that. Yeah, Albert That's Band. That's fantastic. Um, and, you know, he was a pretty well-regarded low-budget filmmaker. I mean, in the horror yeah. genre, not always too low-budget either. Yeah, I, I love I Bury the Living. That's a really nice, suspenseful little film. I've never actually seen it. I need to correct that. I got it on DVD. Um, talking about having his, his uh, brother do the music, is that, that's one thing that I've always loved about John Carpenter, is how often he does his own music. And I, I, I've i always kind of assumed, it's like, let's see, who can I get to do the soundtrack for cheap? Oh, wait, me! <laughs> Ever seen one of his music videos? No. Oh, there's at least one out there. It was really fun to watch. I'll have to go look at that. Did did he actually direct the video? Andy's in it, yeah. Okay, cool. 
Also, actually, um, I just got turned on to this album of his that's basically songs to films he never made. Lost Things, yeah. And I'm really, really liking I've that. I've heard a couple of tracks off of it. I keep meaning to buy it, and I keep forgetting. It, I, it's really, I really, really liked it. Um, uh, there is... Um, I know this is available like for free or donation on SoundCloud, I think. No, Bandcamp. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, this album that's called Carpenter, and it's a, a John Carpenter tribute album that a bunch of different bands oh. did these electronic songs for. And it's really good, too. You should you should probably check that out. Oh, yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. I will do that if I remember. I should write that down. <laughs> yes. Um, but you're not going to, because anything to write it down on is way over there. I wouldn't like to cross <laughs> the foothills. How, oh. oh my god. <laughs> I was about to say, okay, I think we've probably stripped mine with this joke of all possible humor by this point, but no, no, you found you found a rich new vein in the feet. I really got feet my footing. <laughs> oh my god. It's a good thing Jen isn't here. She would be throwing pillows at you by now. Yeah. If I was her, I'd be throwing pillows at me too. Yep. But I understand, you know, the impulse to keep making puns once you've got that toehold into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a heel. <laughs> oh, you know what? See, Jen's not here to make us toe the line. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Don't you think this topic's a little too pedestrian? <laughs> Welcome to the all-pun episode of Don't Read the Latin. If you listen in the distance, you can actually hear people unsubscribing. I don't know how that actually makes a noise and how, why it's I'm hearing click. it now. But I can hear the click. You can hear the clicking? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a click. <laughs> it's a very specialized sounding click. Yeah, it's, I can hear it. I can hear it. Yeah. yeah. It's sad, really. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. I should have expected this. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I knew this day would come. The day I ruined your podcast. <laughs> God damn it, Miranda. <laughs> no, it's all right. Je- Jen and I can do a fine enough job ruining our own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, fine. I just wanted to help. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 it's good to have you. I don't know if you... Um, how regularly you listen to the show, if at all, and I'm not going to be offended if you say that you don't. Re- on and off. On and off. Uh, so, so I don't know if you, you even caught this, but there have been a few episodes where we've talked about we should have you on the show. I, I have caught at least and, one in which my name was mentioned. And in the most recent one that aired, um, what, at, at the end of it, we were talking about, okay, we're going to have to postpone for, you know, uh, and... Uh, then I was like, well, you know, unless I do the podcast with somebody else, and John was like, you should totally do it with Miranda, and I was like, you're right, and so so our, our, our listeners have been kind of expecting you, even though I only talked to you about this, like, yesterday. That's true. Um, so you did only talk, I did only talk to you about, about this yesterday. This yesterday. I, which is largely because I didn't really figure I was going to, need to twist your arm too much. Oh. Because why did you twist it so much? It still <laughs> well, hurts. that part was just fun. Oh, yeah. Because um, I know you like uh, two of the same things that I really like, which is A, horror movies, and B, talking. I love talking. <laughs> it's so good. It's my favorite hobby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine too, really. 
I talk right through people. <laughs> Bam! Knocking them down with a sonic blast. Yep. It's it's a talent. <laughs> I've honed it through years of incessant talking. Um, sometimes I stop and listen to what I'm saying. Oh no! But I try that. not to. I, it's like it's like they say, you know, never look back. It, 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 I figure that listening to myself while I'm talking is kind of <laughs> the equivalent of looking back. I just sort of yeah Don't march look back. forward. You'll turn into a pillar of salt. That's true. I hate it when that happens. But then I'd be delicious. Mm, I'm a little salt sensitive. Uh, oh, okay. Can I turn right. into? Um, I think I'd turn into a pillar of Splenda. That's oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, can I turn into a pillar of MSG? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Why not? Yeah, that sounds good. We, we can get all the all the flavor profiles. I will be delicious. <laughs> Gaz, taste me. I'm delicious. I will be made of umami, <laughs> just as I've always dreamed. There's got to be some Japanese horror movie out there that's that's almost exactly what we're just talking about. Well, it, it in Haosu, like... to bring things full circle, that's true. the teacher does turn into a pile of bananas. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but, but The Guest is now on, on Netflix. I saw that. I know I showed it to you when I first yeah. got it on DVD. So so now you can you can evangelize. You know, yeah, you know. I, no, I was, telling, uh, I was telling a partner about that yesterday or the day before. What's that one section on Netflix called where they're talking about what's currently popular? Uh, I think it's just now trending. Or yeah, something, something trending like that. On I, I, I saw it in that section, so so people are watching it. I'm really happy about this. Yeah. I, I would really like for for Adam Wingard. It's only recently added. Yeah, well, yeah, which is probably helping boost it. Oh, uh, but I, I'd really like for Adam Wingard to have some commercial success one of these days, you know? Because I really I really love the stuff he's doing. Yeah, I mean. Him and his kind of little crew of filmmakers mm-hmm. are are doing fantastic stuff. I want to see another film out of Ty West in that style. I mean, he's been branching yeah, out. Yeah, true. But I'd really like to see something in that oh, more. Did, did you see The Sacrament? Not yet. Um, I think you'll really like it. I think I will. Um, but I. I, I don't know. If I you definitely like... think it's outside that. Oh, genre, it totally though. is. It totally is. It, it's. It's a little weird, despite the fact that it's 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 found footage, it still feels like a more polished big budget production. Yeah. I don't know how that well, happens, but I I don't know if if this is true, but because of what how they were basing it, um, the two reporters in it are from are supposed to be from Vice, Vice right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was assuming that they probably true. had some funding from Vice. That's probably true. Um, but so at, at the very least, it, you know, it, it's uh, supposed to be found footage from something that within the fictional setting of the film was a professional production. So I suppose it makes yeah. more sense for it to look more polished than, you know. Uh, well, his other films are definitely era set and yeah, and or stylistically based in an homage to something specific. I mean, The Innkeepers is pretty modern, but it's still filmed in a very distinct style of film. That kind of classic haunted house yeah. feeling. Though, I'll still admit, the only thing that disappoints me in the film is the special effects for the ghost. But I still can't see it. The, the, that last shot... Uh, 
Jen had it on her big projection TV and pointed out to me where where it is, and I'm like, nope, I don't see anything. I maybe need new glasses. What? I thought those were newer glasses. These are they're newer glasses. They're they're still about. They're two, a few years, two, like three two years or old. three, but but you wore the same glasses before this for like a decade. I know. That so, believe me, this fact worries me too. To add to your enjoyment. We're all wound up to bowl you over at intermission time with live wire service at our snack bar, where you'll find a tempting variety of favorite foods and beverages. I meant to ask when we were at the Chinese super buffet earlier, if, if looking at the little sign on the buffet that said fried shrimp, if that made you think of uh, RoboGate Show. Everything makes me think of RoboGate Show. <laughs> all, all roads lead back to RoboGate Show. Well, or uh, Karate Robo Zavagar. Yeah. I finally fin- did watch that. That was, that was, it good. Great? It was super fun. But, but nothing for me is really you know, going to talk. it's based on a real show, though, right? It, I don't know that I did. I was kind of hoping it was. Yeah, it, it was had a that real, real actual show, it, just in the same oh, style fantastic. as like Ultraman, sure, uh, sure. Tokusatsu Television. Uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. I, I still remember the uh, with, with Robogation the moment in the trailer that just absolutely sold me on it. I was like, yes, I'm going to see this movie no matter what. Is when a giant robot punched a skyscraper and it bled. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm still grateful to the Seattle International Film Festival for having that film. Yes. Yeah. I'm Though also... that was the same year that they had... Romero's last zombie film. Which you right? didn't like. Which, if you guys hadn't been with me, I would have walked out. Yeah. I'm still I'm heartbroken. Glad, I am glad we stayed to the end because even though you didn't like it, you got to agree with the statement. The final shot is the, the thing that I think. Yeah, the best thing about yeah. it is the ending. Now, if I could have not been there for the rest and just gotten there at the end, I'd be pretty happy. Actually, you know what? Honestly, there's a, there's a really good 20-minute short hiding somewhere in the footage of that movie. Yeah, no, I could believe that. I feel, actually, I've felt that way about House of the Dead for years. Oh, I yeah? could make a good 15-minute short out of that film. There's only 15 to 20 minutes worth of good footage in the film, it turns out. At least in Romero's, there's a lot of good footage. Right. It's just not a great film. Yeah. It's It's boring. It it is very slowly paced. And you care about no one. Yeah. And he's never, ever done that. I've always cared about somebody. At least Bub. Uh, Getting away from his Living Dead series, did you ever see Martin? I still haven't. Actually, oh, and that's a great, like, annoying gap in my yeah. film. Oh, but that that's a lead character that you just especially really feel deeply for at the same time as you're horrified by him. And that's a nice trick to pull off. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like when we were talking about Red Dragon earlier. Oh, yeah. The, the feelings I have about Francis Dollarhide, yeah. where he's so sympathetic and not sympathetic because you know what he does. Mm-hmm. And... If you've read it or you've seen the film, you know what happened to him as a child. And but you also see him do manipulative things, and so you just don't know where it ends and begins. Yeah. I, I kinda I, love that I, sort I, of thing. <laughs> I think it's I think it's possible to feel empathy for an evil character, to to, to, to really feel like, oh wow, yeah, your life was fucked up. I see, you know, the, the stuff that happened to you that led you to Yeah. I agree. Oh, that reminds me. I was reading some, uh, you know, uh, review of 
um, the Hannibal TV series, and they brought up a, a really good point is, is as to why this particular writer did really didn't like Hannibal Rising, is they said that, that, that Hannibal shouldn't have an origin. That there's the great line in, in, in Silence of the Lambs where it says that nothing happened to me, Clarice. I happened. See, I, I have to disagree because I like I like the amount of backstory he gets in Hannibal, the okay. book. The movie doesn't do any of that, I think, and I try to forget know, the movie anyways. That's, that's the one I haven't seen. Don't. Just... Oh, I, I, and I should say of the Anthony Hopkins ones, because yeah. I also haven't seen Manhunter yet, and I need oh, to see Manhunter. Oh, see Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. I totally do that. I just, just, if you get your hands on Hannibal, remove it from the case and use it like a frisbee <laughs> into a wall and watch it explode in a beautiful rainbow of shards. Are, are you sure I should do that to a wall? Because if, I, if we step out on that balcony, there's a nice lake out there that I can no, just no, probably... No, no, because when you watch... A DVD or CD burst into a rainbow of like shards and dust. It's really very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can never put that broken DVD back together again. Yes. Yes. I, this is something that I think is from the books. Is is, is the the uh, TV series has, has alluded to a couple of times. To, uh, uh, the image of, of uh, reversing time of a teacup coming That's back together. That's a huge which point is, in the book Hannibal. Yeah. Because, and actually, see, that's related to his past. Right. In, in Hannibal, the one big thing in his past, it, it's not so much causing him to do what he does, though. It's just proving that he cares about things and has the ability to. Yeah. Um, you kind of get the idea that, that the idea of cannibalism comes to him from his childhood events. but Not in the kind of detail that... Uh, that Hannibal Rising goes into. No, it's... Yeah, it's hinted at, but it's not detailed like that. I mean, it is... It is basically hinted at (laughs) that his sister is eaten. And it's by deserters from the military. I will explain in a minute why I I am laughing, but but, uh, please continue. Um, But because he couldn't save his sister, and his sister was the thing he cared about as a child... um, he often watches that scene in A Brief History of Time with the teacup. Okay. Um, because he believes that someday there could be a perfect place for her to come back. And sometimes wonders if Clarice might not be the best spot. Oh, interesting. That, that he could, like, somehow overwrite Clarice's existence yeah, with wishes. Yeah, because if all energy and matter is going to expand and then go back, like just the idea that time will expand and And then then contract. contract, that everything will move backwards like that, and there would be a place in the energy and matter of the world, a space that she could fill, and the best possible space he can imagine is Clarice. And that's an important bit in it. Yeah. Um, And even though the brief history of time bit on there even admits that Stephen Hawking's theory there, um, even he disagreed with himself later. Right. And Hannibal refuses to and tries (laughs) to make the data fit. 
because he's smart enough to try to write out the theory himself. Oh, okay. Now I understand what a scene in the TV series was referencing. Hmm. Because there's a scene towards the end of season 3.1, you know, if you want to put it that way, where... If I remember right, Hannibal has been watching Will Graham sleep. This series gets very strange. I know I've told you that it really how sweet remixes. And 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 when when Hannibal when, when Will wakes up and finds him gone, uh, there's there's this notebook that's left by the bed that's filled with equations. And I was like, okay, that's a thing that happened. But clearly that <laughs> clearly that's yeah. referencing this this point in the book. Yeah, no, that that would make sense then. Yeah. yeah, because Hannibal does write out trying to make it work. Trying to find that bit that would make the theory work, despite, you know, the person who created it. Right. Going back on it, being like, no, no, I, I was wrong. This was a great idea, but it's not how it works. I, I've kind of, I, I kind of love that about it. And it's a big point in how the book ends. Um, the perfect space that is Clarice. I mean, you, you should really read it. Yeah, yeah. I... And that's actually something I will not spoiler for okay. you, because I think that it has a beautiful ending, and because I am intensely messed up, I actually think <laughs> it has one of the most romantic endings of all time. Okay. As yeah. a great romantic, I, mm. I find the emotional catharsis of the end to be greatly romantic. Well, I, I, Which means you probably will, too. I probably will, too, because we're both kind of messed up in very similar ways as far as that goes. That's true. Um, I, I was saying in, in uh, the last episode of the podcast, talking about how romantic I find a lot of the aspects of Hellraiser, of just how far she was willing to go along with what Frank was pushing her into. Yeah. I mean, it's fucked up, destructive, and one-sided, but... Still pretty romantic. <laughs> I don't know if I can call that one romantic only because it's such an obviously abusive relationship. Yeah. That one is harder for me. Uh, I like really mutually destructive relationships and things. I mean, Natural Born Killers is, is oh, yeah. an intensely romantic film to me. Um, gosh, what else is that's just kind of messed up? Oh, uh, I was uh, just rewatching uh, Fight Club the other night and certainly. Fight Club has its moments. Yeah, yeah, Tyler and Marla are mutually destructive, definitely. Yeah. Um, Did you know about the the comic book sequel? No. Um, Chuck Planick is actually writing it. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, and it has you know our, our lead character trying to deal with his life of having settled down with Marla and had a kid. Huh. A kid that Tyler apparently sees potential in. Uh, yeah, and so it sounds interesting. I, I, I've, I've read really mixed reviews of it. I'm just fascinated by the fact that, that this is the form it's taking, that it's not yeah. a novel or a film. Yeah. That is a novel approach. Yeah. <laughs> I have got to stop doing this. Foot. <laughs> I'm doing this wrong, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's... That's, no. that's not, that's not no, how that's... that works. I know one thing that I wanted to mention uh, with regards to this being special movies that Jen hates episode, although not, not a specific movie, 
one impulse that you and I both have that she definitely does not share is the ability to look at like a description of a movie or, or a DVD art or a trailer and say, this looks terrible, I must see it immediately. Yeah, you should see my Netflix queue at the moment. <laughs> I really should, because the, the, there are occasions that I have seen a Netflix queue in the past and I've looked at certain things and been like, oh my god, why? Like, like what's the one with that, that guy melting? Do you mean body melt? Yeah, body melt. Hmm? The uh, the Australian body horror film. Oh, I don't even know how to you just, quantify You described it. it to me and I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> well, that's because I described the the pregnant woman scene, right? Oh, God. Yeah, see, I'm not going to describe Sorry, it. Sorry, listeners. I think, I think people have to watch it for themselves. It's probably still on Amazon. So if you have Amazon Prime people, look up Body Melt, and if you want to see what basically comes off as if David Cronenberg sucked, <laughs> but it was still just as gross, uh, you should watch this. Be drunk. The, 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 the title <laughs> reminds me of, I think it's Brian Yesna's film, um, Society. Have you ever seen that? I haven't, but I've always wanted to because... It's got memorable visuals, let's put it that way. I've I've heard about when all the people melt together. Yeah, Um, it's pretty distressing. Yeah? Um, Even though the effects are not as good, I think it's somehow even more disturbing than the equivalent scene in Slither. Huh. Well, you know, sometimes I think... Sometimes I think that there is more visceral feeling to a lot of older practical effects. Oh, yeah, that's and, definitely true. And I, I feel sad that that's missing from a lot of modern film. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, look at the, the, the travesty of what was done to the... Um, I never know how to talk about this movie. The Thing the prequel. The Thing prequel, yeah. yeah. Which is also called The Thing, because that makes sense. The Thing Thing. yeah. Look what they did to the thing thing. They should have called it things. You know, I don't know. The things. Actually, there's a really good uh, short story. I can't remember who it's by. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That's Um, called The Things. That's basically... It's the story from the point of view of The Thing. Yeah. I love that story. I, I, I especially love the moment of realization that it has that what it's dealing with are individual creatures. That this planet has such a thing as individual creatures and how horrible and disgusting and unnatural and lonely that sounds. Yes. I, that really stayed with me. I, I know that the text of the short story is, is available uh, freely online, I think at Tor.com. I think so, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's definitely worth doing a, doing a search for. The yeah. things. Even though that sounds really generic, I know a Google search will find it for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I've sent it to people numerous times. But anyway, in the the pre-boot or whatever the thing... The pre-boot. Yeah. Um, That's because... The special effects in that suck because they made beautiful prosthetics and animatronics and then completely covered them with CGI. They just shit all over them with computers. And, And... Inexplicably. Can you imagine being one of the people who worked on... The, the, the practical effects for that. I don't even want to imagine yeah. being one of them. Uh, th- th- now, there's something I should base a story on. You know, somebody getting their revenge because this is what was done to them. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> I'll kill you all! 
I think that's entirely plausible. Oh, man. And you could kill them all using prosthetics in some <laughs> way. And you could always be dressed differently. Oh, oh, oh here, here, okay. I can, I, can think of, I can think of one kill already. Um, strapping someone down and doing an, an alginate face cast on them, except without breathing tubes. Oh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds I, I, yeah, very, but, but, but the idea very of, bad. Okay, this is really fun. The more I think about this, the idea of coming up with practical special effects related kills for this story is, yeah, is yeah, kind of great. No, definitely. <laughs> I, I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I may have to make this movie. <laughs> yeah, at least a short, right? Yeah. I, Although I definitely think there, there's enough possibilities there for a feature. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think it'd just be easier to make a short because a big thing to do I've noticed lately is people to make like kind of a short as like a either a test run or as a the precursor to a passion yeah. project, and then when it does fairly well in some way, like send it to festivals or whatever, mm -hmm. and if it's well-received, then search for the funding because you can be like, it was well-received. Yeah, it won at festivals. Give me money. Yeah, I, 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 I want to do what the, the guy who, who created Mama did, you know, is, is put this short film online and then get the Hollywood uh, dollars behind, behind me to, to put on a full production of it and then completely fuck it up. Yeah. That wait, sounds like a wait, good no, idea. Wait, no, no, that's not what I want to do. Oh. <laughs> Are you sure? I, I want to skip that last part, oh. I think, is really where... It, it, that's the part that he should have skipped. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm probably really unfair to that movie, but the short was just so good, and the movie was just kind of not... Although I love the opening scenes. Did you ever end up seeing it? I have just seen parts of it. I never watched the whole thing in one go. The, the opening scenes where, you know, they find the two girls who have now gone feral. The trailer was just scary. so deceptively good looking and it mm -hmm. just makes me sad after I learned so much about it. Oh yeah, see I've got some ridiculously bad looking films in this list. <laughs> That's actually Ooh. something that, that I thought for a while would be a, a fun job is, is to be somebody who cuts trailers. Especially if you have a film that you know is terrible, and just just sit down and be like, okay, I'm gonna make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. I'm gonna make this look like the best film ever made. I think that would be, you know, kind of a fun challenge to go to work every day for. So, it's so what uh, what horror, literally and figuratively, awaits us within your Netflix queue? Um, gosh, I uh, I was just looking at visiting hours, which is not actually supposed to be that bad. If you like 80s slashers. I do like 80s slashers. Um, and, and it can't be as bad as what I just watched the other night, and I'm, I'm almost ashamed to admit this on the podcast, uh, but I've been hearing some buzz about it, so I watched it. A film called Nurse. I think it's also known as Nurse 3D, because apparently it was in you know ooh. 3D. Yeah. Um, I like 3D. Only good films come out in 3D. <laughs> That's true. Jaws 3D. Yeah. Jason 3D. Mm. Oh god. Oh, Classics. I can't even. Classics I can't all. even say Friday the 13th 3D is no. God. <laughs> oh, my mouth tastes bad now. I I love watching that film that, that specific one Friday the 13th um in. It's only for the wheelchair 2D. 
scene. That's the only but, good... But I love watching it in 2D for watching objects be thrust at the camera towards okay. me for no fucking yes. reason at all. That part is good. It just sucks that it's not a good movie. Yeah. Except for that one death with the wheelchair kid. With the machete, and he oh, yeah, yeah. goes down yeah. the stairs. Yeah, that was good. That's a that good death. Good. And I bet that actually is pretty effective in 3D, now that I stop thinking about it. No. Oh, it no? Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, but, uh... Well, I have Sorority Row on here. The oh, one with, good. uh... No, it's not, no. Yeah, um, no. It's the one with, uh... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rumor Willis. You know, the one who has her mom's face on her overly large father's head. Rumor Willis. I think I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. You see what, yeah. I, what I did there? Yeah. Because it yeah. was kind of, you know, rumor yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, the reason Ooh, this is funny is because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah? What? Go on. Uh, anyway, are you saying this... Is this, is this Bruce Willis's? Oh, yeah. Bruce I have Willis no idea. Anymore. Oh, Looks oh. like Demi Moore's face on Bruce Willis's head. So, so she looks like a bad Photoshop job, is what oh, you're talking about. Like, 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 you like, know, those, and I feel very bad for saying Like those apps this. where you can... Because I mean, she's not bad looking, it just... She's one of those people whose faces end up looking slightly too small. Right. Yeah. I was saying that maybe she looks like, you know, the, those apps where you put in a photo of two people and it swaps their faces. I love what? a good face swap. Yeah. I actually um, have a picture of Hulk Hogan where they replaced his mouth with a face of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Please tell me this is animated and you can zoom endlessly into it. You know, like if that, that, that doesn't exist, I want like, to... Like that Hasselhoff picture? Yes, yeah, should yeah. exist. Oh, I have Wing Commander. That is which, not a good movie, Miranda. Which that isn't going to be good at all, no. but it's got Matthew Lillard in it, so I'm going to watch uh, it. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I knew that you would have seen it. You know, I knew already. Yeah, because when I, I, added because it I on love here, Matthew Lillard. I was going to say, I know who's seen this. I know. And it was you. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's he's why I watch the Scooby Doo movies. I've heard. Even well, you know, he's one. actually the voice of. He is. He's actually yeah. the voice of Jackie. Yeah. Which, which just delights me. Let's endlessly. all say that Mystery Incorporated is one of the best cartoons to come out in the last decade. I still need to finish watching it. Finish watching I, it. And, 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 oh. I, and I realized. Did you get the to other Harlan day? being in it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Harlan, yeah. Harlan Ellison just. He's in the last episode, even. Nice. Yeah. And, and, and He teaches at Miskatonic. We were talking earlier about. Um, uh, Jeffrey Combs. I, I love H.P. Hatecraft. I do, too. <laughs> He's very good. Also, um, uh, Michael J. Anderson. I should know that name in a note. Um, he's the, uh, the man from another place in Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Uh, playing basically himself in the Twin Peaks-esque episode of Mystery Incorporated. Cool, okay. But he's playing a, a writer slash professor, I believe, and then they go into his head, which is the, the Black Lodge from <laughs> Twin Peaks. Now, Twin Peaks is something else I definitely need to actually watch, because I've only ever seen the first couple of episodes of it, and I loved them, I mean, but I just have not... In Mystery Incorporated, you'll recognize the iconography, yeah. of course, because it's the white and black floor and the red curtains and the statue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All this stuff is made oh. in pop culture. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, how excited are you the, the, about the, the new series? Um, 
I'm pretty excited. Especially now that Lynch is back on board with it. Well, I was, uh, I never thought he wouldn't come back. Yeah. It, I mean, it seems like an no obvious way. salary it's, negotiation it's ploy like, to me, but... Well, it's like, you know about, uh, the recent Simpsons thing, right? No. Uh... Well, one of the best voice actors on the whole thing was announced that he was done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did hear about that. Well, he's back. Oh, is he? Oh, yes. is he? Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, because he played, like, 20 characters or something like that. Yeah, well, Harry plays, like, a million characters, and uh, who else does? There's, like, three people who play just about a million now, characters. Now, mind you, The Simpsons has long since passed the point where I want to take it out back behind the barn and tell it to think about the rabbits. Oh, no, it's actually, it's hit some good points again. Every has few it years really? it gets okay. good again, and then it gets a little overdone, and then it gets good again. There was an amazing, like, I really <laughs> liked a recent episode that I saw. Because I have Hulu now, so every once in a while I go and see if there's episodes. And there's an episode on there right now in which uh, it doesn't have the beginning skateboard through the whole city (laughs) scene. But in the middle of the episode, Bart skateboards through the middle. And as soon as he's done, everybody's standing in the streets like, Okay, he came through. We can all go in now. (laughs) And every single character just files into Moe's. That's fantastic. Including the entire Nahasapima Petalon family. Even the kids. All into Moe's. To me, that that, that, that kind of has a Truman Show vibe to it. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. I, I kind of loved it. There was I think also, the Truman Show uh, is probably my favorite thing I've ever seen Jim Carrey do. Although Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is also definitely high on uh, that list. Truman Show is my favorite, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I saw that at a drive-in theater, actually. Oh, neat. I miss driving theaters. Yeah. Bellingham had one for a long time. Now it is a park and ride. Yeah. For the uh, bus system, specifically for the college, um, which is very depressing, I think. Um, the one that was near my mom's house. Oh. Um, and I, I should actually rephrase that. Is that the that. one that's the flea market? Yeah, it's gone now. It's gone, gone? It's gone, gone now, yeah. So the screen's gone? Really? Screen, yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to keep it up just because it was such a landmark Turned it into a hardware store. Market. I don't remember if it's a Lowe's or if it's a Home Depot or... Oh, or my what, but, God. Yeah, it's gone, gone. I hate I that. Yeah. Now, I should kind of rephrase this. When I say that, that it was the drive-in theater near my mom's house... Those two points in time did not overlap. You know, my mom moved to that neighborhood after it had stopped being a drive-in theater. But yeah, it was it was swap meets for for years. Well, it's it's really uh, the Lakewood area, isn't it? Considered. I don't know if I, I don't know if it's called that or not. It's. I don't know if it's technically within the Des Moines city limits or not. Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> I sure should be Des Moines. Des Moines. No, I, I'm Which not means, saying that right. <laughs> nope. close to right. Which means of monks. I think part of the name got dropped off at some point somewhere along the lines. I, I'm sure that at some point there was a city like there was like you know La Jolie Ville Des Moines, you know, or but now it's it's just of monks. Of monks. Of monks and men. 
it's not. Oh, see, here's here's a movie that I thought looked good, and by good right. I mean terrible. Mm. Uh, Grim, which just appears to have a tiny man in in creepy uh, gnome makeup killing people, as far as I can tell. Huh. Um, well, that sounds good. Yeah. Now, now, do you mean that's what it is within the movie, or? <laughs> Okay, no, all right. Because I, I like the idea that it was, you know, a, a little person who just was like, fuck it, I'm going to put on uh, makeup and kill people. Uh, you know who would star in that if we made that movie? Hmm. Warwick Davis. Yeah, and I say that not true. in a, like, I would hire him, but, like, I think he'd do it. I think he'd he do it. He has a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I, I think um, uh, Peter Dinklage would do it because I, I, I feel pretty certain that Pixels proves that he'll show up for whatever paycheck was waved in front of him. I do um, love the fact also that he was in both Death and Funerals, well, playing so you, the same character. That's fantastic. I did not because know that. Because no one else could have played the character. So in the American version... They just got him. They got him too, yeah. I talk about the one thing that makes me sad about the, the Spider-Man movies getting rebooted, I mean, even once, let alone again, is losing the guy who played J. Jonah Jameson. Because yeah. he was fucking perfect. Yeah, he was. He was, it was like they, they just peeled him right off the comics page. Can't they just keep the him? I, I would like them to be able to. I don't know if they can. Well, I have Zombievers on here. Oh, God. I have no interest in seeing that. I, I, I saw a trailer for it. I've heard nothing but hilarity from Yeah, from really? Friends. Okay. I will, I will wait for your review on that okay. one. If you, okay. If you say that you think I would like it, then I'll give it a shot. Okay. Um, also, I think I have Wolf Cup on here, which I'll also... Uh, tell you if it's really awful. <laughs> no, I, I, I saw it, and I, yeah? I, can, I can tell you that it's really awful. Although there, there are... I hear that if I'm drinking, there it's going to be great. There are scenes within it that I think you will enjoy. Do you think if I'm drinking, I'll like more of it? it yeah, that's probably true. Okay. I think I should have been drinking. I have something called The Science of Doctor Who on here. That's not horrible. Oh, I just don't remember adding this. <laughs> It's possible that Netflix just added it to your queue for oh, you. Yeah, so no. Like, no, she's going to want to watch this. I've seen it. <laughs> That's oh, I have bring me the head of the machine gun woman, which that sounds is good. Like action, like a bit of horror. Like it's Mexican. It's Mexican. Kind of, oh, I was assuming it was yeah. Japanese. No, because doesn't it sound like oh, you that, know Tokyo Gore Police or, yeah, or right. you know, that, one of those kind of movies? I have a girl walks home alone at midnight, which is not a bad movie. I just haven't watched it's, it yet. It's super good. I I do really need to see that. Really need to. Uh, I have ABCs of Death too. I still haven't seen the first one. I haven't either. Not oh. all of it. I've seen pieces of it, and I found it to be funny and dumb. Yeah, I saw like the first three segments of it at one night. On one of those many many occasions where I'm like. It's 2 a.m. I want to watch a movie, and and it turns out I'm actually sleepy. Oh. You know, so, and then I just never got back to it. Did you ever watch the strange color of your body's tears? That's another one that exactly the same thing has happened, but that one I'm definitely going back to. I saw like the first 20 minutes. Well, it's like a French. It's like a French horror film. It is a French horror yeah. film, but it's like a French horror film, like in the very French style, but. As if someone French was making both an American slasherish feel 
Italian giallo. Yeah. And it's specifically supposed to be very Italian giallo. That's it, on it purpose. Is. And I mean, the title of the film is pure Italian giallo. Absolutely. And I am just dying to see that. I, just, what what I've seen me. of it was... I, I'm, I'm going to say simultaneously fantastic, and yet kind of boring. Well, You're not really going to watch this movie for what's actually happening in it. Watch this movie to, to watch it. I mean, point your eyes at it and, and just enjoy what is happening. <laughs> well, Italian giallo and horror stuff can do that anyways. Yeah. I mean, the pacing is is something that you have to be willing to get into the rhythm of, or you're never going to. Oh, I know a movie I want to bring up that I saw with you in the theater that I, I, I know Jen is never going to watch in a million years, yeah. and that's The Visitor, you know, the 1970-whatever-it-is, yeah. Giallo Star Wars movie. I, I, I don't know what I to... I don't know what to call that. Yeah, I really don't know what to call it. I don't it. know it's what kind of science fiction film. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I, was, I would watch it again. I, Maybe of the right mindset. I'm not sure I was in the right mindset. The reason I was for was for you know super young Lance Henriksen. That was kind of adorable. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. I I have no idea what happened in that film. There's the bird attack on the freeway. Yeah, there's a psychic evil girl who was fantastic actually. Yeah. Uh, who was good and trying to kidnap her? I think to so. Save to save the world. I think to bring her back to his planet because she to was like a reincarnation good. of yeah. 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 Which I actually kind of love that aspect of it. Oh, so oh. here's an interesting one. I, I have the slaughterhouse massacre, which sounds like a <laughs> that's, beautiful that's and cheerful film, right? I mean, what what could possibly happen in a slaughterhouse that would make you walk in the next day and go, "Oh my God, what happened here?" <laughs> it uh, it's a one star film about a group of students out to test a local legend that the ghost of an accused killer reappears in a slaughterhouse on the anniversary of his death. And sure, it's got why not? This guy whose last name I never know how to pronounce, Paul Gagne? Oh, yeah, yeah I don't know either. Yeah. You know who I mean. G-A-G-N-E. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. with a little accent. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he's ever in good films. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. But, yeah, I, it looks probably s- terrible, I, really. I, I really love when, when Netflix is like, here are the films that are recommended for you, and a bunch of them are one star, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh thanks, Netflix. You're basically saying, here, you like shit, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> here, here's some. But how often is it kind of like, we know, yeah. and you're like, no, and it's like, Oh, yes. <laughs> and finally you're like, fine, I do like some shitty movies. <laughs> fine, I admit it. Did you watch Mr. Jones? No. I got that on here, and it's two stars. But the it's iconography of it... As... Yeah. But the iconography of it looks interesting, because it's it's got oh, this, yeah. this interesting stick man design, which is a little Blair that, Witch That might looking, be in my but... queue. I remember seeing that go by and, and recommended... And I can't figure out it. It's number one is PG thirteen, which is not always promising. Mm, it's it really turns not. out. But I mean, it's an that, hour and twenty three minutes. That, I can sit through that. That's whose recommended list. I, I love looking through is our, our friend Liz because she's a horror movie fan and she has young children. So oh, her God. her recommended th- feed is like you might enjoy the taking of Deborah Logan or perhaps My Little Pony. <laughs> Mine does that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of really weird documentaries, too, because I watch a lot of true crime television while I craft. 
you know, I, I can't really point fingers and, and be like, oh, that's ridiculous, Netflix, considering that the other night I was like, I'm going to watch some Steven Universe and then some Hannibal. <laughs> I, I can't get into Steven Universe. I can't really get into it either, but I'm still trying because I have friends who, who speak highly who are about obsessively it. Yeah. in love with and it. And I've seen, like, the first 11 episodes now, and I'm like, this is cute and charming, but I don't love it, and I don't see... You know how you could, but I mean I've heard. Apparently, you're supposed to really keep going. Yeah, and yes. and and, and I, I've seen, you know, gift sets from it and heard spoilers for it that where I'm like, well, that part's really interesting. When are we getting to that? Well, here's one that actually sounds good that I've got, uh, which is Rigor Mortis. Which Jen has seen that and really liked it. It, it looks pretty interesting. It's four stars. You should you should watch the trailer for it if you haven't because I, I saw a trailer for it. It looked uh, it definitely looked yeah. good. Yeah, I should start watching the trailers for some something of these ab- things. I don't know what exactly reminded me of it, but something of the feel of it made me think of Nightwatch. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Nightwatch makes me so sad though because they'll never make the third film. Like ever. Well, but aren't they claiming now that that was intentional? Well, he doesn't. The director doesn't say it was intentional so much as he says that he oh, feels wait. that he made another film that captures the feeling of what he right. w- believes would have been the feeling. I, it's very confusing, <laughs> and I hate him forever. Yeah. Because it's based on books. You you can't just capture the feeling. It's based on a book. There's a third book. Hmm. Well, how about? Jugface. Did you ever see that? Jugface is good. Yeah, yeah, that was another one that I saw at Jen's recommendation. Because it's a two and a half star. That's I, that's lowballing. Okay. I've been very curious. Uh, uh, for me personally, it's got Sean that's. Young in it. Huh. Uh, for me personally, that that that's a four star. Okay. It's it's not quite a five star, but it's it it's looks pretty in, interesting. In the territory. And you know it's... And, and the the main thing that I really like about it is that it feels really original, and yeah. that's. That's a feeling that I very rarely get, you know, when watching a lot of... That makes sense. ...modern horror movies. Um, I have Banshee Chapter, which I've heard both good and terrible things about. Uh, possibly from me and Jen. Yeah? Because uh, she really <laughs> liked it, and I didn't hate it, but I think it's wildly uneven. Yeah. So I was not as sold on it as she was. Well, I do have at least one friend who really, really loved it as well. Yeah. Um, and I do know who that is. It's a friend well, of mine. Uh, it's the only friend I remember because they liked it so much. Um, and yeah, I think that I do remember you talking <laughs> about it. I think you and glad, Jen. Just the way you paused um, there. I'm glad you, you remember me. No, no, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say the last time that I went to a horror movie night at Jen's. Oh, yeah, okay. I think we actually brought it up. Touched on it then, yeah. Yes. Um, but it, it's just kind of hard to figure out what it sounds like it's about, but it has Ted Levine in it. And I love me some Ted Levine. Yeah, I would have a hard time telling you what it's about. Okay, cool. Number stations are involved. Well, and, and they're always a, confusing on their own. And I think you will enjoy the character who who's a, a, a thinly disguised um, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty entertaining. Yeah. <coughs> that sounds fun. I'm I'm pretty excited it, just to parts see of it that Ted are scary. Levine in it because I love Ted Levine because 
I I am bad with names and, and with faces, so for all I know, he might be. That Was there anybody so. in it that you recognized? No, I don't. I don't it's recognize okay. people. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll. I'll I I should just always yeah, guess. I wish I, I, wish I could remember what what movie this was and 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 who the actor was, but but I remember the moment and the, and the feeling of, of pride that I had because I was at one of Jen's movie nights and I was like, oh hey, that's such and such, and everyone else was like, is it? And we looked it up and it was, and I was like, oh my god, I recognized an actor and no one else did. This never happens. Yeah, you, no, that that never happens. Usually, right. usually it's like. Are you well, sure you know it that did happen? Yeah, it did happen. Maybe it was a dream I had once. Oh, no. Because usually I, I'm like, what? Who's that? Who's this actor? Is he somebody famous? I'm like, dude, that's Harrison Ford, you know, or something. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but Ted Levine um, is Buffalo Bill. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, that's something else <laughs> that I really need to rewatch, is because I haven't seen it in many, many years. Well, did I, you ever watch... Probably um, about 20 years, at least. Did you ever watch any of Monk? I watched a little bit of it. I was very, very charmed by it. You remember, you know, his best friend, the the police officer. It's yeah. also Ted Levine. Okay. Yeah. All right. The voice is there. He, I love the fact that actually he got typecast for a bit, but then he actually started playing law enforcement characters a bunch, <laughs> and so a lot of his career has been law enforcement characters. It's like he just flipped it. He's like, well, darn it, I don't want to be a serial killer my whole career. <laughs> well, I have Devil's Pass, which I think is awful, probably. <laughs> but I'm really, really fascinated with on... the Jatlov yeah. Pass thing. Jatlov? I think it that is. Sounds, that sounds close. Uh, close enough. But yeah, um, but it looks terrible. Just, yeah, probably. Just terrible. But, but I, I, yeah. I'm going to watch it anyways. Watch it. Yeah. It's two and... One fifth stars, I think. Every now and then I look at my queue and I and it depresses me because there there's things in it that I'm like th- those are gonna be hours of my life that I'm never going to get back and yet I know I'm going to to watch these films anyway. Yeah. Like like Apollo 18, I'm gonna see that. I'm not gonna enjoy Is that it. The one with the space spiders. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't watch it, but I remember that space spiders were a thing in a film. Yeah, but it, it, it looks really terrible, and yet I know that I'm going to watch it. I'm like, oh, a science fiction horror movie? Sure, sign me up. Did you watch Haunt? I can't remember by the title alone. Yeah. You did? It's not good. No? Okay. Have you seen Haunter? That's the one by the same director as Q? I think it is. The Slice? Yeah. About the girl and her family and... They are dead. Yeah. Yes, that was very good. I quite uh, he, enjoyed he, that. He's directed a bunch of uh, Hannibal this season. Yeah, I heard something about that. Um, I really like and that it's, guy. It's, it's been really, really pretty, which is partly due to uh, Brian Fowler has said that that his briefing for new directors on the show is okay. Think pretentious '80s art film. <laughs> Yeah. I really want to meet this man. He seems amazing. I uh, see. I love. I loved Haunter. I love Cube. I will never see Slice again. Yeah, Slice um, is squicky. I think it was a very effective film. Yeah, it was. Uh, it made me physically ill. I can see that. Yeah, I'm actually feeling ill. Now. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned it. That that could be China Super Buffet. No, oh, no, I. I, I know what that feels like. <laughs> um, how about Trapped Ashes? 
Uh, no, but I think Jen has seen it and liked it. See, I have to see I mean, it because it's an anthology horror film. Right. And thus, I can't say no to it. I know I mentioned this earlier, but uh, I haven't said during the podcast. That's um, an episode that uh, Jen has been wanting to do for a while that we, we wanted to get you to guest on. It, it was an anthology horror episode. We really should. Yeah. I, uh, I'll just talk amicus at you like the whole time, but you <laughs> so could probably branch brief. me off. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh man, I can I can tell you right now we're going to be doing that years from now and people will stare at us. <laughs> yes, every time one of us makes a bad pun, we're just going to say feet. I, oh, I am really excited. I don't know if you noticed, but Ravenous is on Netflix now. Yes, it is. I'm entirely too excited about that. That's another one that I need to evangelize more about. I'm going to show it Although, to everyone I care about who hasn't seen it. I feel a little weird showing people films that With have that Jeffrey Jones in yeah. it now. But, but he's playing a disgusting character. So it's kind of okay. Yeah, you know. I mean, I feel really bad. There's a few films that I genuinely just love, and yeah, I'm kind of heartbroken. But with what he's has a come terrible out about human him, being. The, yeah, and because I, I always really liked him as an actor. You know, I would see stuff because I knew he was in it, and well, that's over with. I, I can't say I'd specifically see things because he was in them, but uh, there's just some things that it's impossible to not see at this point. Like, there are films I'll never give up. <coughs> I mean, you're not going to give up Beetlejuice. Yeah, exactly. None of us are going to give up Beetlejuice. I just have to imagine the cartoon version now. Of Charles Dietz. I just remembered that I that, that I cracked up earlier and said I would explain why I was laughing, but oh, I never did. Okay. And, and uh, it was it was when we were talking about uh, Hannibal Rising. Is I just had the mental image of you. You remember the the, the opening credits from Monty Python of the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. where where they were doing the the subtitles for and and, and then the subtitles start start off with a moose bit my sister once. <laughs> I was thinking that the the, the um, titles for Hannibal Rising should have had started off with subtitles that then went into Nazis ate my sister once. No, it's true. I was. <laughs> I need to say, Nazis ate my sister once. Do, do not. Do not. <laughs> yep. Couldn't yep. let that one go. That, that, that I still have that habit picked up from you. That, yeah. that, that if I read anything that can be set to that tune. That's how it will, I will hear it in my brain. <laughs> Another film I've been curious about. Did you see Rites of Spring? I haven't yet. That's also okay. in my queue. Oh. The, the poster looks so wonderfully retro yeah. vintage poster. And I feel it can't live up to that, but it's a great poster. I saw this uh, list yesterday. You know, one of those, somebody's opinion, of, these are the 20 best horror movies on Netflix. Okay. And it was on there. Okay. And I don't that 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 list had a lot that I agreed with, but a couple that I violently disagreed with. So yeah. you know, I'm going to be really curious to see whether I think that qualifies as one of the 20 best. Or anything you violently about. disagreed with? No, I, I, I have to. Yeah. 
Because I always love seeing those lists because I always, like, I always want to compare with somebody and I just compare with me. And I mean, I, I agree I, with my opinion unanimously. Yeah. But I mean, so, so, so. To quote, are you being served? <laughs> which I do because no one knows what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. One of my, my, my less, much less favorite exes once said to me during an argument while we were dating that, you, you know, your, your problem is, and that's always a good way to, to start a, a sentence. Well, do, you know do you know what your problem is? And I was like, no, what, what is my problem? And she was like, your problem is that you think all of your opinions are right. And I just looked at her for a second. I was like, of course I do. If I thought an opinion that I had was wrong, I would change it. And she was like, you're right. That was a stupid thing to say. Forget I said that. Um, I, back, but back to this list, I do remember one movie that was on it that I know you and I like that, that Jen just straight up refuses to watch, and that's Troll Hunter. Oh, but it was so good. I love Troll Hunter. It's, you can't think of it as a horror movie exactly, though. It's, it's, yeah, but it's not, it's not a, a mockumentary movie. in my yeah. opinion, more than it's a horror movie. See, I kind of break, separate in my head horror movies and monster movies. And that's a monster movie. Yeah, I'd say it's a monster mockumentary. Yeah. Because I definitely say, like, hardcore, it's a mockumentary. Because it's totally making fun of the idea of these these documentary mm-hmm. film student types. Yeah. I mean, they are totally, eventually, just being more and more made fun of. Without ever becoming complete jokes. Yeah. Which, but, which is an yeah. interesting line to to toe. Um, oh, but <laughs> I, I, I realized as I was phrasing that sentence, oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, they somehow managed to pull that off. Is they're clearly making fun of the characters without ever really being mean. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that that film was really, really well done. I wish that I'd felt the same about the other Scandinavian monster movie that had come out, uh, Tala. Oh, yeah? I um, wanted to say that. Is it not really yeah. worth... It's not bad. It's just... It just kind of... It's good, but it trails off. Hmm. It feels like it could be such a shorter film. Oh, yeah. You end up okay. feeling like you ate something that had no substance in the end. It's pretty interesting. The idea of it's kind of cool. Also on my list, did you ever see The Shrine? No. Um, I've taken that one on um, and off of my list because... I started watching that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, just about five or ten minutes into it, and I was like, I don't like these characters. Yeah. So that was a bail. Yeah, it just... It's funny, it categorizes it as a slasher film, but it doesn't sound like one at all. And I'm like, it's clearly not. I just added it because I'm like, well, it just keeps throwing it at me. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. I just gave in. Are you in the and house alone? Yeah. No, that's not what happened. Uh, what is on here? Uh, are you in the house alone? Well, no, you're here. Oh, that's the title of the movie. Okay, alright. Um, no, I haven't heard of this one. Really? Yeah. Oh. Is it it sounds like a 70s movie. Am, am I right? You are, in fact, quite, 
quite right. It's the he's in the house movie. That's what that's wrong. It is the original. Okay. The callers, the calls are coming from inside the house. house. Okay. Yeah, um, that's why I'm like, are you in the house alone? On here, but yeah, no, it's it was a TV movie. Um, okay. And I totally recommend seeing I, it. I um, must have known the title of it at some point, but it has fallen yeah. out of the back of my brain. But yeah, uh, that is totally on here. I'd forgotten until I started going through this list. Um, uh-huh. There's at least one movie on here that you should see that's just on my list, even though I've seen most of it. I just need to sit and watch the whole thing when I'm not doing anything, uh, which is Dumplings. Oh, yeah. Um, did, did you ever th- see um, Three Extremes? I didn't. I keep meaning to because, well, the directors are so yeah. great, and then... It, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, the, oh, now I'm getting into some of my sillier films. It, it, it's, it's my second favorite Japanese horror movie that involves somebody's fingers getting removed by a piano. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> But anyway, you, 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 you know, right, that, that uh, Dumplings started as a mm-hmm. segment of Three yes. Extremes. Yeah. I did know that. And I liked it, so I, I've been I've been kind of curious to see the movie, but on the other hand, I feel like, well, I, I know what the story is, yeah. so I haven't been in a hurry to see it. I think it fleshes out quite well. I wish you had used any other turn of phrase there. <laughs> if only you could see my grin, dear listeners. <laughs> it is like the Cheshire fucking cat. <laughs> Uh, see, we get into where I clearly added, like, a whole bunch off of what it's recommending. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we just got to Hellgate, Invasion of the B-Girls, The Sinful Nuns of St. Valentine, Kill Baby, Kill, Barren Blood, The Black Sleep, uh, Barracuda, and then, and then, Flash Dance. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I can't explain that. Can't explain that, no. Oh, but I got to Daughters of Satan. That's that's good, right? Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be good. Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Well, I've got The Hole and The Eternal. Which The Hole? Um, the good one, if I recall. <laughs> um... Directed by... I can't think of his name. I will click but, but, on it yeah, and see. Yeah, show, show me the description. Or at least just show me the cover. Well, I... <laughs> when it loads. Yes, whenever it loads. Um, there is not good reception in my condo. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> like, like, it's totally my fault. You know, like, I designed this building. Two boys and a girl. Yeah, cold, that cold is, with excruciating yeah, that, pain. that's that's really fun. Yeah, that's the one I've heard great things about, and I was pretty and sure it, that's the one I saw. It kind of reminded me of uh, an '80s film that I think you've probably seen, and that's The Gate, which is I haven't seen The Gate yet. Yeah. Um, though I think it's on my queue as well. Possible. Um, um, is it directed by Joe Dante? I don't think so. But where's maybe? the hole? I feel I, that I one of them is directed by Joe Dante, but I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I haven't seen the other movie that Netflix has called called The Hole, but Jen has and told me that she didn't like it and she didn't think I would like it. Oh, okay. You know, as opposed to times when she sees something and, and, and she didn't like it, and she's like, but I think you will love it because you, you like things that are bad. Because you like things that yeah. are bad. Well, fair enough. 
Um, I, too, like things that are bad, so... <laughs> Joe Dante directed The Hole. Okay. Yes. That's very cool. I didn't know yeah. he... I knew Honestly, he... I didn't know he was still working. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's still working. Cool. He's always I, working. I, 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 I don't hear about him as much as I used he to. He does a lot of really low-key stuff. Um, as far as I know, a lot of short films, he helps out a lot of... Uh, up-and-comers, young directors. That's very cool. Um, okay, I'm glad to hear this. Which makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because mm-hmm. that's what Corman did for him. Yeah. I mean, very much so. <laughs> I mean, one of his first films, I think, was made on a bet between him and Corman to see if he could make a film in a certain amount of time and under a certain amount of money, and so the film itself is filled with uh, stock footage from Corman films. If you watch it, you can just start checking off Corman films. It's amazing. I always like watching Corman um, science fiction films to spot model work from Battle Beyond the Stars. I think we all do that, yeah. Because that shit's so I like to believe we all do it. (laughs) Oh, the other one. uh, The vampire film that always gets scenes recycled from it, too. The Space Vampires. Oh, God. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Is it the Mark? No. Never mind. I don't know. Never mind. No. Um, I wish I could think of it because... uh, Let me see. I'm going to Google search uh, Corman Space Vampires. Because I keep thinking of Planet of the Vampires, and I'm like, no, dear, that's Mario Bava. Not of this Earth. Not of this Earth, that's right. A lot of stock footage, actually, I have seen in Corman-related films is actually a little scenes cut from that as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, I can't remember which... It, it might have been a little shop of horrors that, that, that um, Corman... It, was talking to this, the, the people on this production that was winding down and was like, hey, these are great sets. Can I use these sets? And, and they're like, sure. And he said, okay, well, when, when are you tearing them down? And they're like, next week. And he was like, okay. And went home and banged out a script and, and, and shot a movie on pre-existing sets within a week. Well, that sounds about right, it's yeah. So, it's so Corman. That's incredibly Corman. Now I'm picturing that as being like, you know, that's so Raven. It's just, except it's about Roger Corman instead. Yeah, I, I would watch that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's so Corman. Uh, we are actually probably reaching the point where we should be wrapping this up. That makes sense. Uh, is there anything else that was in your list or that you wanted to mention? Not that I can think of. I think that we should do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Actually talk about slasher films. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Because I would love to talk about slasher films. Okay. And I think we, I think we got lost. That, that's think. true. Uh, I think we're, I think we're going to call this a night. And yeah, we definitely would like to have you back on the podcast at some point. And you know, like, like I was saying earlier, at some point with, with all three of us. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, listeners, I will talk to you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah.